0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to an episode. Uh, We're here to take your mind away from anything that you might be uh, struggling with on the news around the U.S. uh, and uh, tragic things that have happened. So we're going to do our best to do that. But I just want to say, hug your loved ones a little extra hard tonight. Uh, Tell them you love them. Let's talk about some soccer. Welcome to the podcast, of champions. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast.
1: Keningen scores! The old
2: guard with a new trophy. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccercast. or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast.
0: How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm here to take you through this journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, and joining me as he does every episode, even when he's ready for bed, that's Dylan. Dylan, how we doing, my man?
2: I'm doing well. Um, I'm incredibly tired, so a short appearance for me tonight, but glad to be here. Glad to chat about some footy.
0: Let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. Let's force Dylan to stay on as long as he can. He will stay. If you if we can get some donations to his charity of choice up to, say, 50 bucks, people will will guarantee they'll donate 50 bucks to his donation of choice. Let's make sure he stays on. How about that, Dylan?
2: Um. You should donate anyway, and then I'm still going to get some sleep.
0: (laughs) Uh, No worries. We still got one other person that's going to be here. We don't have the guy down in San Diego today, but we do still have Brad up in Reno. Brad, how are we doing, my man?
1: I'm doing all right. Uh, Just got back from the area going to uh, my brother's wedding. And, you know, luckily we only came back uh, with my mother, my grandmother my aunt and my great-aunt all catching covid
0: so that was fun yeah it seems like there's a little bit of a surge going on again my uh, youngest son caught it going to a slumber party uh this past or two weekends ago i think now at this point um test, started feeling sick on tuesday last week tested positive thursday last week and as of this evening still testing positive we're hoping fingers crossed Uh, that he can test negative tomorrow or at the latest Thursday morning, because we have a birthday party for him on Thursday. Um, And it's at a virtual reality uh, arcade in Irvine. And he's been looking forward to it and his friends are looking forward to it. So I'm hoping we'll get to still do it. Um, But, you know, that's, that's the least of worries. That's something I, you know, even if we have to reschedule, I, I would assume that a place like that would let us reschedule. They don't want us causing another super spreader event type thing going on. But let's get away from that news. Let's get into the soccer talk. Uh, Orange County uh coming off their best victory of the season a, a couple weekends ago against FC Tulsa 5-1. They hosted El Paso Locomotive who've been a always have been a tough opponent for Orange County since El Paso's been in the league um, for whatever reason these two teams like to draw. Uh, it, it seems like that's, the, that's what happens with these two teams. Uh, and in fact, that's what happened this past weekend at, as Orange County and El Paso Locomotive fought to a 2-2 draw. Um, this uh, game was probably a little bit more statistically like we've expected or like we've seen out of Orange County for the season, giving up a little uh, bit of possession, um, to try and focus on the defense and pick and choosing when you're going to attack. Um, you know they luckily they they fell down to one, uh, but they were able to get uh, a late equalizer to at least salvage a point. I know we always talk about uh, your goal is you know wins at home, draws on the road. So uh, a home draw is probably you know close to a a, a loss if if you want to say there is one, but at least it's a result. Um, you got to love the the weird bounce on on that shot that we were just seeing on the highlights uh, in Orange County's favor. Uh, either someone has amazing skills when they're kicking the ball, or there's some really poor pitch conditions on that side of the uh, the stadium. There, uh, Dylan, what were your thoughts on the match between Orange County and El Paso? Uh, and uh, what uh, was there any positives you saw out of Orange County in this match?
2: Lasky continues to be the biggest positive for me. Um, you can see him when he scores his, his goal, he kind of plays in a pass. And for two steps, he kind of gives up. And then he sees this the space at the at the D and and continues his run. Says why not? Um thankfully playing on one of the worst pitches um finally has a benefit <laughs> and it and it sees a score a lucky goal. Um, and it's he just seems so confident right now, and, and rightfully so with the amount that he's scored just in the last, what, three games? Four four goals, I want to say now. Um, So he's a bright spot. And then you've got Kubo taking a lot of touches. Not so much of a bright spot. Hunter Gorski, not much of a bright spot. Um, So at least we're scoring multiple goals a game now. And that's probably why we're talking about this just being a slight disappointment and draw as opposed to... um, probably continuing some early conversations about the long-term, uh, vision and success of the team. Oh, also so, uh, big credit to oh, Hugo go for taking on, um, that little half folly. He brings it down and goes for it. And why not? Because weirder stuff had happened in this game.
0: There we go. Um, Analysis from Dylan, Uh, you know, I want to go to you, Brad, and get your thoughts on the match. And and Joseph uh, Figueroa listening live uh, brought up what I was going to sort of ask you. There were some uh, pretty big missed opportunities for Orange County. It it seems like there was at least two or three should have been goals from Orange County. And I know, you know, watching right now, El Paso even had their opportunities. Um, Does does that give you any... uh, You know, comfort in a draw here that Orange County maybe should have won this match. They just were unlucky with some of those finishes. Or uh, is there somewhere or something to blame when when you can't finish those easy uh, or not easy because no goal is always is going to be easy when you have defenders there. But um, the fact that Orange County almost scored a couple two to three times additional to their scoreline.
1: You know, I didn't get to personally watch too much of this game, being that I was at a bunch of family uh, stuff. I actually had the phone on my lap the whole time. I know. Priorities. This is the second time I've watched a, a soccer game at a wedding. Or this one was at a rehearsal dinner. um, But... I, I agree with the missed opportunities. I'm not quite familiar with uh, what the uh, referee uh, missed calls were. So if you guys want to fill me in on that, I can weigh in, but definitely saw a lot of those missed opportunities and both teams uh, missed a lot. You know, in my opinion, this could have been like a four, three game or four, two or three, three. could have been pretty much anything. Um, Obviously, Orange County played a lot better than they had in a lot of prior 2-2 draws, although it needed another late goal to kind of salvage a draw. This is one of those games where felt like it should have been a win, but it doesn't feel like a loss because we didn't give up that late goal. Um, but definitely the defense uh, made a couple mistakes again, and we're giving up some goals that are kind of silly to be giving up, and
0: um, it. Definitely comes back to bite us. Um, I sort of. Oh, I was going to just say because you made the comment about uh, you know watching the the match on a phone at a wedding. I, I think Dylan, myself, and uh, Alan beat you out though. Watching uh, a game on a party bus and then starting a chant at the end of the match because Orange County had won and only us three knew what was going on. Everyone else was just looking at us weird. Uh, that we are chanting some weird songs. so um, we, we beat you there. So until you do that, Brad, you, you got to work harder at your uh, watching the matches in weird or random places. Um, Dylan, your you, you know your thoughts on what the thoughts on about maybe the ref uh, situation? It looks like Joseph again. He's he mentioned he doesn't want to get started on the refs, so maybe there were some issues.
2: Look, it's refereeing at this level. I think I've seen one really really great refereeing performance at this level, and that was in the Cup Final last year. Um, This was not even close to the worst refereeing I've seen this season. Um, So ultimately, I don't think um, blown calls were the reason that we didn't win this game. I mean, Kubo not wrapping his foot around a a shot and dragging it into the far post, and we win this game. Brent Richards just getting a slightly luckier bounce. We win this game. Ugo Acoli, uh just getting a toe onto that ball. We win this game. Um, Hunter Gorski being a step faster or a step more central, not getting dragged out as wide. Daniel Peterson connecting with that ball. We win this game. Um, so I don't think it's fair to get to be too harsh on the referees when Orange County's just still kind of making the same kind of same dumb mistakes uh, at the back. I mean, at least, again, at least we're scoring more, but there's stuff to focus on our own end before we uh, start getting really, really pissed about refereeing.
0: Is it is it time to be concerned? I'll open this up to both of you. Is it time to be concerned about maybe the lack of pace uh, when we're paying, playing the back three and we're pushing the wingbacks far up the pitch? Uh, is there a little bit of concern uh, with that lack of pace? Our teams going to figure this out and and maybe do what El Paso did there and. Um, catch us on a break with a pacey player, or is this something that can be fixed with the current roster? Uh, whoever wants to go, go for sure,
1: it. Um, I've been concerned about this probably since the, uh, the Indie 11 game. Uh, the team has consistently made mistakes. I know we've won two games in that stretch. Uh, But that's more the offense started scoring more goals. We still haven't had a clean sheet on the season. And I feel like what we've had, how many goals uh, that we've allowed? Um, We've allowed 15 goals in the season. I guarantee you at least six or seven of those were our own mistakes that the ball ends up in the back of the net. Um, And then another six of them are crosses that nobody's covering or um, a member of the opposing team heads into the net. Um, there is a lot to be worked on with this defense, especially in the back four, uh, to get to the point where we should be winning these games. We shouldn't be in 11th place right now. Um, and we definitely shouldn't be losing to the likes of or drawing to the likes of Oakland or uh losing to the likes of India after their start of the
2: season that they had. Yeah, um. I don't know how to, how to sum it up much better than Brad. I recruitment kind of failed in this regard where there had to be some sort of plan. And I mean, even with the Robbie Kiernan, he's not the fastest player in the world. Ultimately players play at this level, the positioning has to be better. Um, The decision-making has to be better because if you're not going to just find freak of nature athletes um, that are just, blazing quick to make up for their mistakes, they're going to get caught out. And we saw that happen kind of both times. I don't want to be too harsh on Daniel Peterson because it is an awkward kind of way to do it. But yeah, Hunter Gorski knows he's the last guy back and he just gets dragged out too too far wide. Um, no one's going to take a shot there from, from just to the left of the center circle. So he could stay one more central, but you know, it's something to look at on film and probably something we'll see an improvement on in a week or two or depending on when he plays next.
0: The, the thought probably from, uh, you know, the, the thought on Rob Kiernan is is he probably plays uh, that uh, better, even though he's, he's not quick. He's not a quick player, but he positions himself better. We've seen that uh, in the past when you had uh, Michael Orozco and Rob Kiernan in the back line. They're pretty good at covering up other uh players' mistakes, you know. I, I think and Rob Kiernan's especially good at that because we saw, I believe it was last season, Michael Larusco making, you know, many, many um ambitious attempts uh and getting beat, and Rob Kiernan coming to to the defense of the defenders uh and, and you know, stopping potential goal scoring opportunities. So uh maybe that is what's missing uh, is that veteran leadership in the back and nothing against uh, a Hunt, uh, Hunter Gorski and Albi Skendi, uh, you know anyone else that's playing on the back line uh, it, it, there's something about having the experience having the composure um, and knowing what you can and can't do and being in the right position for that. and I think uh, out of everyone and, and the, no disrespect to Michael Roscoe, I think Rob Kiernan's probably the best player as far as playing to his strengths, being in the right position and limiting the mistakes that you need to and and that's what you ex- you need out of a center defender and unfortunately we've been missing that for most of the season. Um any other thoughts from this match from the two of you before we we move on.
1: Yeah, I have one um I'm just curious because a couple of things we're we're talking about lineups and and players and where they should be going. Uh, and that just leaves me with uh, Mr. been everywhere so far this season. Albi Skendy. He's played just about every position except for striker. striker. Uh, where does he belong on the pitch? Because I think he played a center back this last game. Um, where does he belong on the pitch? If he belongs on the pitch. And who do you put on that back line in this
0: place? If it's not there. Can I, can I correct you, Brad? He also hasn't played keeper. Um, this season. Oh. And he does have the height to play that. I don't know if he can get down quickly, but he does have the the length there. Uh, interesting uh, thought on him is when I went to the match against FC Tulsa, he was actually introduced in the starting lineup at the stadium uh, by the PA announcer as starting as a forward. And then I saw him for a good part of that match back in the defensive uh, side of things. So it's interesting. He's sort of just Maybe a player they're throwing out there and say, just go wherever you you think you need to go and do whatever you think you need to do. Um, But yeah, interesting. Uh, Dylan, do you have any thoughts or analysis or inside information on what position Albie Skendi is supposed to be playing? And is is he maybe just going rogue or is he doing maybe what's asked of him, uh, which is pretty much anything and everything?
2: I think there's this idea or maybe this plan where he we've seen Michael Orozco kind of have this in the past where he's he's been allowed this freedom where if he's playing on the right, he's allowed to get up um, as high as he'd like. He's playing as a six. He likes to to get up a little bit. Um, and when he's playing as a center back, of course, he likes to go on a little adventure. Um, I think that's why we think so highly of Robbie Kiernan because he kind of just stays back and, and does his thing. I don't want to be too harsh on LB Scandi, but I mean, I think we saw better performances um, from Kevin Alston um playing out of position. I mean he really reminds me of like Joe Amigo playing as a center back, which is not super great. Um, it's a bit of a disaster, I think. Um, and I just I I'm not sure what the solution is. But if you're gonna have three pretty slow center backs and you're gonna you're gonna play back three, then you have to have really fast uh, forwards and midfielders who are going to just press. And if they're not going to win the ball, then foul really, really high up the pitch so that we don't have a a two-on-one or a three-on-two or a two-on-two situation like we saw for the uh, the first goal.
0: Well, and I sort of like, my thought is if you're going to play a back three and you're going to push your wing backs far up the pitch, you need to have at least one of those back three has to be a pacey center back. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't really have that uh, on the roster. You um, so bring a, back
2: Kevin Alston.
0: And put I mean, him more as a center back, right? At, at this point of his career, maybe he can play that, uh, the outside center back, right center back, or even left center back.
2: Mostly a, a big joke. I don't really think he has it in him for it, a full season at this point, or even. Well, that's why half you, you bring season. him back. He's
1: retirement. We miss you.
2: Yeah. I hope he's enjoying uh, just taking care of the, the dog side of things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Summer recruitment or or finding some free agents. Um
0: or maybe a loan from our partner team in in Scotland, the Rangers or not the Rangers, but Rangers, maybe uh we've we've missed out. We haven't seen any uh loans coming that way, which is maybe is that concerning at this point that it's been now a couple uh signing periods where we haven't seen anyone come over from Rangers or
2: are we not concerned? I don't think any 19-year-old Um, can improve this team. And that's no disrespect to Danny Finlinson, who did an incredible job here. Tammy Palmer, who also did an incredible job here.
0: I was going to say, if we got a player like Danny Finlinson uh, on this roster right now, he could slot into a back three and he would at least give a little bit more pace. And the the time we did see him on the pitch for Orange County, he was a solid, solid defensive player. And he was probably an early on uh, defender, you know, top defender for this team when he was here. So, I, I mean you could potentially find that diamond in the rough from, from Rangers. Rangers. Play...
2: Also
0: go... Sorry.
2: No, 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 you can go. ahead.
1: Okay. Rangers also were just playing three competitions simultaneously. They made a deep run in the Europa. They were in the uh, Scottish cup and then uh, their regular competition uh, league Two, the premiership, you know, we're not seeing players come over just because they're, they need everybody on deck for all of those games.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I think the players we've seen come over are players that aren't featuring in any of those competitions. So, um, there has to be something. There has to be some players And Um, it's not like if they loan them to us, we're not going to send them back in in a pinch. If if say there's injury bug or something like that. So, um, and I think we need to maybe wrap things up so Dylan can go nighttime because I think his producer is telling him it's time to uh to wrap things up. No, it's but, uh...
2: it's fun. It's fun. but can I play the last? <laughs> well, one final thought. Go for it. Blake Malone? I know it's a couple weeks too late, but...
0: Defender, and, I mean, he probably isn't the slowest of the defenders back there. Um, he did a job and again, a right I back. know we talked about his size, his height limitations, but there's other players on this team at similar heights that are getting playing time. So um, who knows? Who knows what happened there, and, and I get it. Uh, it's hard because we're just like you, the fans. We, we don't have any insider information on why Blake Malone didn't get his shot with the club, um, why he wasn't getting playing time other than he wasn't. So that's, that's that. Um, let's wrap things up here. After this match, um, a couple of things happened in our prediction uh, game. Dylan uh, built his lead just slightly above me. I was closing in and he decided to be a little bit smarter by uh, predicting a draw in this match. Although I did get some points because I did uh, geniusly correctly pick uh, a two goal score for um, El Paso. Uh, But the big, the big winner for the week uh, was Alan. He's jumped up and he's leapfrogged uh, way past you now. I think he was already ahead of you, Brad, but he put a a little bit of a gap between you and him. He's now uh, tied with me for, that second position. Now, Brad, you're like nine or 10 points back. Um, I can't do my math right now. You're nine points back, but it's a, it's now a tight race for the top three or for, for that top position. Dylan, are you scared that there's now just not just me, but also Alan, uh, trying to catch up to you?
2: Um, until we figure out a situation, uh, a solution for a backline, I'm not sure, but I like do have to say I was very happy when I, when I, I watched this game after it happened, but, um, fifty fifth minute check the score and saw it was one one I was just thinking oh all right if nothing else uh Ray will be a little bit flustered come Tuesday night so
0: <laughs> oh um but if you look at also our listeners there are some listeners that are doing better than us uh what is that three listeners that have more points than Dylan uh that's emrod Grayson and Nathan congratulations you guys so far you're doing good uh Dylan um though I think he's ready to push further up i will say this dylan take all the points you want on this you know take your victory in this game so you lose on the uh the other game we're going to play here starting next week which is our playing for pride fantasy soccer
2: but i did win that last year
0: so so can you repeat and get back-to-back wins in that
2: Uh, i'm feeling and then i guess if you
0: win if you if you win the prediction competition and playing for pride do you get the what is it the double
2: yeah, we'll have to come up with something cool for that one, but uh, I have a feeling I'm going to get beat out by some of our uh, smarter listeners than me. Which
1: Let's be honest. doesn't take much. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm going to find a way, after winning the prediction game last season and coming dead last and Playing for Pride, I'm going to find a way to reverse that this year.
0: So one thing I do want to open up on this Playing for Pride, we're going to do the, the uh, draft next week because immediately following that show next week, there's a match on the Wednesday... Um, we want to open it up. We want to have a, we're, of course the four of us that normally do this and our producer Andy will take part. So there's five of us there. We want to have a sixth participant being the fans. So we want to maybe ask for a couple of volunteers. Maybe if we get like four volunteers and each volunteer can do one draft of each round, but you have to be committing to be available that day. So when it's, uh, the time to draft, you can draft. So if any fans want to participate in that and draft for the fan team, um, just shoot us a message either on Twitter or uh, you can email uh, us info at orange and or info at OCSC Or if you don't like to type a lot, just info at OCSC pod.com. Um, if you want to participate, let us know so we can get you on there or you can go onto our website. I think we have somewhere where you can contact us on there. You can shoot us a message there. Uh, we'll open it up the first four fans that want to do that can, but again, you have to be able to commit that you'll be able to, uh, watch live and share your picks live with us as we go through. If we only get one person that wants to do it, then you can do all the picks for the fans. Um, before we get to our preview of the next coming match, Dylan, I got to ask you, how are you doing? Can you can you last a little bit longer? Or do you have to get out of here?
2: You can have a whopping ten more minutes. I'll, I'll chat ten more minutes, some, of Dylan. I'll we are so lucky. I'll give a nice prediction um, and maybe a brief random thought, and I'll I'll zip that a little bit. Of-
0: we are so lucky to get 10 more minutes of Dylan on the show tonight. Um, let's talk about our next opponent. Uh, it's a weird, the, the schedule gets weird for a couple of matches here. It's going to be a Friday match in the state of Georgia, a 430 kickoff for those of you. So some of you will still be at work when the match kicks off, but I'm sure you'll have your phones open, um, hidden if you're going to get in trouble for watching sports at work but I'm sure you guys are all hardcore listeners and fans. So you will find a way to watch the match live, uh, but we'll be traveling out to Atlanta to face Atlanta United too. Uh before we went live. Brad decided to share his uh, research on this, that Atlanta has the lowest XG in, in the league. Is that correct? Or, or just has uh, a low XG, I, not the lowest. I didn't do the
1: research. Your, your facts are correct, but uh, you're, sourcing the wrong uh, person. That would be our lovely producer, Andy, who did the information there.
0: Oh, our producer, Andy, figured this out. I'm sorry. Hey, Andy. Uh, I'm more handsome than lovely, but thank you. I, do I love
2: prefer. It.
0: Thanks for the cameo. That's why he doesn't, that's why when he pops in every so often, he keeps his camera off. Um, but let's talk about this, right? Low XG, or yeah, XG from Atlanta too. Is that a good sign for Orange County? You know, being we tend to give up some goals, maybe. This is our first opportunity for Rakowski to get a clean sheet. Dylan?
2: Yes. Um, okay, let's see. In their last four matches, they have lost 3-1, 4-0, 4-0. Um, how do I put this? It's great they can't score, and it's great that they're pretty bad at defending because we've got a very informed Milan Oloski and a um, lacking in confidence back three. So this is a good maybe springboard for us to kind of lock things down as we head into June. Feels a little bit late to be having this conversation, but hey, better late than never. It's a great chance for us to finally get a clean sheet, finally have Patrick Krakowski not looking at his defenders, wondering what more he could possibly do after uh, conceding in the 90 plus, 90th, 90th plus minute. Apparently I have a list now, so Words are
0: hard. Um, Brad, who's looking more forward to this opponent? Is it the uh, defensive line? Is is it the, is it Patrick Murkowski himself? um, Desperate for the clean sheet? Or is, uh, is it the offensive uh, portion of this team? That's maybe looking to pounce and get some, some goal scoring opportunities like they did against uh, FC Tulsa.
1: I wouldn't be I wouldn't be super convinced that we could keep a clean sheet against uh even the worst of opponents based on just how mistake prone and uh seemingly I don't even know how to say it. Just we've we've not been the best of teams ourselves.
0: Simple and sweet. There from Brad. Um any analysis, have either of you checked out our opponent and seen what to expect out of this team other than Dylan's rundown of of their form and and the lack of goal scoring from Atlanta and the uh, open net, basically, from them?
2: Um, if you concede a player to them, they will absolutely turn it on them. They, they are capable of punishing teams. They punished a Charleston battery, which kind of looks like a mini orange county alumni association and similarly has started pretty poorly in the year so there's there's talent there they're like a couple years ago with low where every once in a while they'll hit you for three or four but most of the time um, they're kind of rolling over on their on their backs and you can skate quite through
0: and and it's very rare that this would happen, but is there any chance that the senior team sends a player or two down, even though they have a match the next night uh, against Columbus? Brad, your thoughts
1: unlikely. Um, I think they've been keeping mostly to just their development this season. Uh, We'll see if they go to MLS next, next year.
0: And uh, one of our listeners, uh, I've watched them once. Meh. Is that how you say that? Meh. How does that go, Dylan? Am I doing it right?
2: Yeah, that was astonishing.
0: I mean, you're um, you're you're the closest thing to a professional reader we have on the show, so how would you read that?
2: I would read that as meh. So like if
0: you um, were if this was the 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 audiobook version of that sentence, how would you read it?
2: I've watched them once. Meh. <laughs> You asked for an audiobook. I gave you an audiobook, but yeah, that's the correct way to say that word. I'm very proud of you, Um, and that that kind of sounds about. They're not. I didn't butcher
0: that word. Wow, that that's really amazing that I didn't. It seems like three letters
2: is kind of where you top out.
0: Yeah, so that I got there three letters. Thank you uh, for that and not making it a uh, elongated version of that word, if there is one. Is that a? Is that a? uh, No, never mind. Uh, any other thoughts on this match before we go into some predictions? I told you all it was going to be a short episode this week, especially without the tactical analysis that we would get with Alan on here. No, by the way, for those of you missing Alan, he's at a band concert I think for his middle school band uh, this evening. So uh, he chose middle schoolers playing uh, flutes and tubas over talking with us and sharing his thoughts with you all.
2: Even though that Do is not lead out. Don't leave out the sousaphone.
0: The sousaphone. And and exactly, how does a sousaphone
2: sound? Perhaps you should ask Brad as he He's clearly got some first-hand experience. Brad was a sousaphone player.
1: No, my brother was. And it's, uh, it's very similar to the tuba.
0: There we go. You learn things on the show, folks. You learn things on the show that you probably didn't ever want to learn, but maybe, maybe if you uh, audition and make it onto Jeopardy, you will get some random fact out of us that gets you that uh, big money on Jeopardy. Or if they ever bring back, are you smarter than a fifth grader? You may potentially be able to win the game, even though I don't think any of us are smarter than a fifth grader. Um, Dylan's shaking his head. Do you remember that Dylan? Do you even know about that show where you were probably in fifth grade when that show came out?
2: Um, probably around that. Yeah, I do remember that show. It's very, very hard to remember things in my fan stage, but I, I do actually remember that show. Um, I think we were talking about soccer originally. I know we've gotten a little sidetracked, but I do want to see how we stack up in this predictions because I think this has a chance to be an anomaly game for, for us. And Ray is pulling so. it. Brad. I did it. Brad.
0: I muted it to open my beer, and then as I'm opening my beer, I start talking. I wasn't thinking. Samora um, out. Yeah, sure. Um, Although he's not here and he's with his band students, I, Alan did send in a prediction. I believe his prediction is, does anyone remember what it was? 3-1. 3-1. One. Three, one? Three, three one. One. Uh, did he say orange count? Cam- oh, I guess he put the three first, which is our our rules for this so he predicted 3-1 orange county um so we'll put his official prediction on there um dylan since you're in first place we'll let you do your prediction next
2: um i'm gonna have to go with 1-1 here and i promise that's not a bit we're traveling across the country playing at a weird time it's gonna it's gonna have a toll i want to be proven wrong
0: I'm going to say this, at least with this trip to Atlanta, there are direct flights out of John Wayne to Atlanta. So unlike other trips to the East coast, the team isn't having to lay over in Atlanta and then go elsewhere. Uh, So I think that'll at least help out a little bit. I'm going to go with a prediction of three, one orange County, just like, uh, Alan did. I, I don't want to give up my tie with him. On this match, at least, so we'll still be even at the end of this match, regardless of the outcome. Brad, your chance to catch up. Are you going to go crazy and predict something weird, or uh, are you going to try and play it safe and at least get some points?
1: Um, I, was so gonna gonna go with, I was also going. I was also going to go with three one, but I feel like I do got to play it a little off kilter to, to have any chance here. So I'm going to I'm going to go three uh, zero. We'll 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 hope uh, Rakovsky gets that clean sheet. Although I don't think we are capable of holding a clean sheet.
0: Hopefully, I, I, this if there's ever a match to get a clean sheet for our defense, it's probably this match, even though it is on the road, um, a good opportunity for Orange County, Patrick Krakowski, and the defense to get that clean sheet. Uh, any thoughts or any thoughts from either of you on any changes on the um, the lineup or are we looking at a very similar lineup to what we've seen the last match or
2: two? Dylan. Uh, I believe no Daniel Peterson. I think he's earned himself a little trip back to his home country. But that's about as much news as I get these days. Um, really, if you're looking for insider news, Logan is your guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to get him on the show at some point, and he could be like our our you know, newsbreaker, our inside person. He seems to be very buddy-buddy with a lot of people and a lot of players in this league. Either that or he just harasses them until they give him answers who knows um (laughs) and apparently dylan's incorrect about something so
2: um, it's probably that he's he's going back do i have the week wrong maybe he's not earned himself a trip back someone can chat it again if you want insider info you gotta go to logan we really do need to get him on the
0: show we do we do need to somehow make him a part of the show i just don't want him to lose his insider capabilities because now he's talking to us and people don't want to share stuff with him either Never mind. and maybe we're already giving it away now people aren't going to want to talk to Logan anymore because we're bringing him up on here
2: Daniel Peterson will be here it's his wife or, or girlfriend that has, gone, <laughs> and has returned or is returning to uh, to Denmark
0: alright so there we go hopefully he's apparently not he... too, uh,
2: too heartbroken and has a good performance
0: apparently verified too um, let's do this uh We've done our predictions here. We've talked about the last match. Not really much more to talk about. Any other soccer news anyone wants to discuss before we get into our random thoughts and wrap things up? Maybe Dylan actually does stay with us for this whole episode now that we're starting to get to the wrap-up phase.
2: It kind of seems like it. um, I'm tremendously disappointed to say that uh, Everton has survived.
0: (laughs) You're disappointed by that.
2: Yeah.
0: You wanted to see Everton down.
2: Maybe another $500 uh, And they'll they'll find their way to 15th next year.
1: Brad, you got to you got completely unrelated news and completely unrelated news. I am very happy that Everton did not go down. Um
0: <laughs> unrelated and, it, apparently.
1: And then they just played all the kids against uh Arsenal and it didn't matter anyways.
0: It did not matter because North London is white and uh, Spurs are back in Champions League. There we go. Tottenham Hotspur back in Champions League, uh, and apparently, per reports, uh, there is some money coming in uh, from the ownership group that, or, or from ENIC. They're um, investing 150 million into the club, um, which, from reports, a majority of that is going to go towards player transfers, signings, and salaries, plus whatever they can sell from their current roster to uh, get there. Um, so, pretty pretty cool. There, look for Tottenham. In Champions League, while Arsenal is sitting in Europa League, and Everton is enjoying league play and the League Cup, um, and not participating in any uh, European competition. How's Luton Town doing, Dylan?
2: Tragically, they did not survive um, in the playoffs, but you know, little old Luton managed and uh, overperformed, and maybe uh, a fellow team in orange that I um, watch will. We'll Take some inspiration there. And I think what Sunderland started.
0: did they did. Sunderland got promoted, Sunderland which is got a, promoted a, to the A good feel story there for uh, for fans of that team that what just like five or six seasons ago was in the Premier League and then they went on a, a downfall um over a few seasons and were stuck in League One for a while. They're making their way back up. Maybe, um, that's good news for uh, fans of maybe Newcastle and uh, who else is up in that area? Is it uh. I can't remember Middleton.
2: What? No, Middleton. that's Middle
0: Middleboro. Yes. I don't know where Middleton is. Who can tell me where Middleton is?
2: Um that's the last name of the royal person, but who cares? <laughs>
0: uh any other soccer stuff anyone wants to talk about? There was a um someone said something about the Angel City partnership. Um there we go. Producer. Thank you for throwing in there with a question mark. What do you think, uh Dylan? Angel City and Tigres a Partnership with a question mark so maybe it's not real who knows
2: let me put it this way um i don't think that tijuana and san diego are the only cities that have things in common i think this kind of joint world cup bid it's like a nice little soccer soccer nafta if you will and so trying to grow the game trying to grow a footprint get a foothold maybe get a good player on loan It works out, hopefully, for everyone. Um, It just seems like a little more local of an idea, a la LAFC agreement with Orange County. I hope it works out for them because, you know, there's a lot of people with really high Hollywood expectations.
0: And uh, last soccer-related thing I want to ask, is anyone else outraged that uh, Championship Soccer Stadium is not one of the potential World Cup hosting stadiums? Uh, for 20 what 2026 or whenever that's happening? Are we outraged about that?
2: I think so, that bobble. Uh, yeah, I think that bobble that um yeah. Milana can thank for a goal should say it all.
0: <laughs> um let's get into our random thoughts for this episode. Um I'm going to go first to Brad. Brad, what's your random thought? I don't really have one today. No, I think about it. I don't know. I didn't prepare one for once. All right, Brad's gonna just say I don't have one. That's his random thought. Dylan, random thought from you.
2: It's not very original, but probably uh, still very relevant. Be a good person. So uh, let's try and do one good thing this week for another Seems person. Like
0: that's your weekly random thought as of late, Dylan. It's it's it, it's sort of disappointing and a little sad that that has to be your random thought. Um, I'm gonna get a little bit more controversial here, and I know I'm gonna upset a few people, but. Uh, You know, with tragic events that have happened recently in Buffalo, in Orange County, in uh, 70 something miles outside of San Antonio, because I don't know how to say that name of that town correctly. Um, I I think this shows that we need to find some way to get a little bit of control of guns in this country. Um, I, I get it. A lot of these things happen. There's some mental issues that go on, mental health issues that go on. But it's still for those people that do have mental health issues, it seems to be that it's too easy for them to get access to guns. Um, firearms um, and, and whatnot. So, uh, you know, I, I get it. Some people are going to be upset because that's our right as Americans to have guns, but um, there just needs to be some way to manage it a little bit better because the wrong people are getting access to these weapons. Um, and it, it's, it seems to be like, it's, it's more of a daily thing we're talking about now is some sort of gun violence. I was reading a, a, a story earlier today that, Apparently there's been more mass shootings in this country than there have been days in 2022 um, per some study. I I can't quote it, so I'm not going to try and say like it's, it's written in stone, but um, it's just a sad thing. And, you know, as a parent of two or of one elementary school kid and one middle school kid, uh, you know, it's one of those things what happened today just sort of breaks your heart and makes you a little bit scared to send your kids to school or be out in public or go to a subway in New York or, Uh, go grocery shopping or whatnot or go to church uh so you know hopefully we can figure something out there's i'm not going to say i know the correct answer i'm not going to say that you know i i'm never going to say we should eliminate all kinds of weapons but something needs to be done for this so um i want to thank as always brad dylan our producer andy and even though he's not here alan uh, for being part of the show. Thank all the listeners for listening, participating on our live feeds uh, or those that listen after the fact. Thank you for doing so. Uh, for everyone, stay safe. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast and we are out. Oh,